0: Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission, which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again. I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I am using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you are one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you are not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so you can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome to Fertility Ed Podcast. This is your host, Manali Hirani. Well, today's topic is all about hormone progesterone. Progesterone, um, sometimes called as pregnancy hormone or corpus luteum hormone, and there are many clinical names such as pregnation or progestational hormone or progesterona. Today we are going to just say progesterone. So, what is progesterone? Progesterone is a natural hormone produced by a woman's ovary after she ovulates. If you remember ovulation when a, a moment when egg is released into the philippine tubes. And the leftover follicles from which the egg was being released is called as corpus luteum. This corpus luteum acts as a temporary endocrine gland, which secretes progesterone. Progesterone gets the uterus ready to accept and maintain a fertilized egg. The hormone prevents muscle contractions from happening into the uterus, and that would cause a woman's body to reject an egg. So it doesn't let the muscle contraction happen. So in case if you become pregnant the hormone helps create an environment that nurtures the developing baby and when a woman has her menstrual period her progesterone level is usually low during the first few days but once she ovulates her progesterone level goes up for about 5 days and then gradually gradually comes back down now as we discussed the progesterone hormone is uh, essentially for fertility and for sustaining a pregnancy In fact, the name itself means promoting gestation. Now, once a woman's reproductive life begins to wane off, and then she starts entering into the phase of perimenopause, this progesterone production in the ovaries starts to decline. By the time she reaches menopause, circulating progesterone levels are so low that they are almost similar which are being seen in men. However, the progesterone is far more than a gestational agent. Research is now surfacing, which shows the benefits of progesterone reaches to breast health, cardiovascular health, nervous systems, and most importantly, brain function, as it has anti-inflammatory effect in the body, especially in the brain. And also, progesterone aids in proper thyroid functioning. In fact, it does a lot when it comes to thyroid functions. So what are the conditions which are linked to low progesterone. The obvious one is miscarriage or especially recurrent miscarriage. The another obvious one is premenstrual syndrome. Yes, BMS is linked to low progesterone or when there is a steep decline of progesterone. The other things are depression, insulin resistance, brain, breast and endometrial cancers, autoimmune diseases and osteoporosis. So now we know that low progesterone is linked to so many things. And if you're having a hard time getting pregnant, your doctor may recommend a blood test for progesterone to see if you're ovulating or if your ovaries are healthy. So if your progesterone level is low but you are pregnant, your doctor may recommend a blood test to check whether your pregnancy is at risk of complications such as again a miscarriage or preterm delivery. So there are a couple of signs and symptoms that indicates that you may have low progesterone levels and these symptoms could be uterine bleeding or missing your periods or have an abnormal period spotting and pain while pregnant or repeated miscarriages so not having enough progesterone can also cause you to have too much estrogen a high level of estrogen can decrease your sexual desire it can also cause uh, weight gains and, and affect your gallbladder that's the reason it's really important that there is a balance of both the hormones. Progesterone is a part of a class medications which is called as progestin. So if you are having trouble getting pregnant or if you're going um, any fertility treatments, your doctor may recommend you to take progesterone hormone therapy. And this can be done for several reasons such as to bring on the menstruations, or um, because your ovaries don't produce enough progesterone, or because medications you take are lowering your progesterone level, or to just replace progesterone that has been removed from your ovaries by certain procedures. So to combat all those situations, your doctor may uh, giving your doctor may recommend progesterone hormone therapy. This could be in any form, uh, say vaginal gel that's usually used once per day, or vaginal suppositories. Or any other vaginal inserts which has been FDA approved for progesterone supplementations. There are also a couple of oral capsules. Injections, yes, that's one of it. Uh, the most commonly used method, which require daily injections in the butt. The progesterone hormone therapy, you have to note one thing that it's not the natural progesterone. It's a lab-made progesterone, which is very much similar to progesterone, but else not the progesterone. So taking progesterone. Hormone therapy can cause a couple of side effects, and which could be uh, headache, breast tenderness, or vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, tiredness, mood swings, um, sneezing, coughing, vaginal discharge. But these are still okay. The problem comes when the side effects are serious, like it can cause you migraine, dizziness, seizures, or uh, breast lumps, numbness in arms and legs, and difficulty in breathing, chest pain, stomach aches, itchy skins and rash. it's com- it's it completely depends on how good is that person when it comes to progesterone hormone therapy. So it's better that you are in doctor's supervisions before you start taking it. But that's not the only option. There are several other ways to naturally increase your progesterone without taking those bioidentical hormones or supplements. So one of the best thing about increasing naturally was there's no side effects. So let's look into five simple steps for a natural treatment to boost your progesterone. Number one is increase consumption of zinc-rich foods. Although zinc is often cited as an important mineral for boosting testosterone, its importance in female fertility should not be overlooked. Zinc plays a crucial role in maintenance of the corpus luteums and subsequent and subsequent progesterone production. So, eating two tablespoons of pumpkin seed daily is an easy, easy way to increase the zinc in your diet. I mean, this is the simplest advice I can give you. The other one is um, foods that are rich, uh, that are high in vitamin B six. So, vitamin B six is necessary for proper Uh, progesterone metabolism. It is readily used in the body um, during periods of high stress or prolonged exercise. And in addition, the birth control pills are known to deplete vitamin B6 and often results in deficiency of this important vitamin. So good source of vitamin B6 in your diet um, uh, includes chickpeas, or wild salmon or chicken or grass-fed beef and bananas yeah bananas are the great one so make sure you have enough vitamin b6 uh, food if not you can also start taking supplements again under somebody's supervision. the third tip could be sleep in a dark room to optimize the melatonin productions well i uh in my previous episode i've also talked about this And I've promised you all to come with an entire episode of it. I think my next episode is definitely going to be on this. So for now, just listen to this. Sleep in dark. So melatonin is a powerful antioxidant that is secreted during periods of restful sleep. Melatonin has been shown to improve fertility and it can increase during the luteal phase of your cycle. Research has demonstrated a positive correlation between higher levels of melatonin and increased concentration of progesterone. So getting good enough quality sleeps can help increase progesterone level. And this is the simplest, simplest thing you can do. So for starters, sleep in a dark room. I mean, so dark that you should not be able to see your hands in front of your face. If you use an alarm clock, turn it away from you and this is necessary because when light hits your skin, it disrupts the circadian rhythm of the pineal gland and hinders the production of melatonin. So if you need to use bathroom at night, avoid turning on light if possible but I don't want to recommend this because I don't want to bang your hand and you know come up with some other issues. So it's okay but you know just try that you have As much as many hours of sleep as possible in dark. So sleeping dark is one of the ways. The fourth one I could think of is avoiding exposure to hormone disruptors. So our environment contains several endocrine disruptor disrupting chemicals that impairs our body hormones and interrupt ovulations and reduce our air quality. Although BPA has been banned from baby products, but it is still present in many everyday household. Items include plastic containers, water bottles and lining of keen foods. BPA is a potent endocrine disruptor, potentially harming important hormonal pathways necessary for fertility. So whenever possible, heat foods in glass containers and use natural body products in addition to try just organic Cane food as they do not contain bpa and try as much of glass containers than avoiding and then plastic containers and avoid plastics and lastly one of the most underrated thing is manage your stress level the precursor to all steroid hormones in our body is cholesterol and it is converted into pregnenolone which is used to make progesterone and cortisol. So under high periods of stress, we experience what is called something called progesterone steel. More pregnenolone is used to make cortisol, which is our stress hormones, which lowers the production of our progesterone. So finding a healthy ways to manage stress in your life can help keep cortisol level low and boost your progesterone level. I know it's easier to uh, say, then do it but please try and manage your stress level so these were five simple basic steps that you can use it to naturally increase or boost your progesterone level just uh, summarizing once again those five simple steps are increase the consumption of zinc rich food uh, increase your consumption of vitamin b6 manage your stress levels avoid um, harmful chemicals uh, which can disrupt your um, endocrine and sleep in a dark room. I hope today's episode has been helpful even a little bit. If it's so, then please don't forget to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. I love reading your reviews. And yes, if you are suffering from low progesterone or um, luteal phase deficiency or suffering from uh, PMS, you can always contact us, DM us or send us an email. We help people first to how to learn to chart their cycle because by doing that, we will be able to know that what's actually problem and then we will try to fix the problems. So if you want help with any of your period problems, you can drop us an email or send us an DM and we'll get back to you. Great, then see you in the next episode. Until then, stay fertile, stay healthy. So this is all I have for you today. Hope you enjoyed it take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening i would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews feedback suggestions and questions if you have any i would love to hear from you so you can drop us an email on info at fertilityed.com you can also follow me on instagram facebook and youtube on the name of fertility ed i would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives girls or boys, it doesn't matter. Just spread the word and awareness. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe. See you next time. Until then, stay fertile, stay healthy. Bye-bye.